critics, they say it costs a lot of maintenance, which is true. But we, anyway, we have to maintain our lives and our planet. Uh, how much water it costs or how much it can store. How um, uh, much, uh, say, uh, um, earth it costs uh, and how much structure it costs, etc. So that we made that uh, script uh, in the white factory uh, like a year ago. Our guest on this episode of Design in the City is constantly looking towards the future and asking the question, what's next? Vinnie Mass, founder of MVRDV, has ideas that are seemingly larger than life and push the boundaries of our urban potential. His firm is known for projects like Rotterdam's Mark Tall or the Taipei Twin Towers, but we spoke about his recent projects, including the retrofit abandoned shopping mall close to the Taiwanese city of Tainan. It's part of a wider master plan to rejuvenate the area that includes a circular food market with a multi-purpose roof used for growing the produce that will be sold in the market below. He also spoke about the projects his think tank, the Y Factory, are involved in, the imaginative green dip that rethinks what a green city can look like, and the Manifesta 13 Biennale that took place this year in Marseille. He is energetic as he is inspiring. Martin was lucky enough to speak with Vinny to discuss that question, what's next? It's funny uh, because you, uh, I think the, the last trip that I made was with you, no? To the last night. So. <laughs> yeah, so for all of our guests listening, of course, you, you, you know who Vinny Mas is. And the last time I saw Vinny, I think, was on March 13th or 14th, uh, somewhere around that time in Prague. And, and he came into town in unusual fare. We exchanged some text messages, and, and uh, Vinny arrived from a meeting at the airport, I think, and came right for a, a late night. Um, uh, spirits and we we had a really nice conversation, which happened to be the last night the bars were open. In yeah, Prague. yeah. Because I remember still the day after that, uh, after the meeting, another meeting, that I really had to go to the airport as quick as possible to get out of out of Czech Republic. <laughs> and that was kind of funny. Yeah, and together with me also other people that were like. Uh, and it was this, this moment also where like both of us were traveling a lot, and so we, of course we had seen what was happening uh, in Asia, the U.S. And, and and here, of course, and, and I remember seeing Vinny and giving him like almost a half hug, and we were sort of like, "Ah, eh, it's probably not kosher anymore." And <laughs> and of course, like now, our our relationship with other people and the physicality we share with them is completely different since that night. So, tell me, uh, Vinny, like what's uh, what's up the last couple of months? Maybe just like uh, I'd like uh, honestly to hear from you personally. Like, have you learned something uh, about yourself in the last few months? Um, everyone's telling me that they're living their best life or they're trying to live their best life and be a better person in quarantine. What's going on with you? Well, that's a, a, a lot of things on one end. Uh, of course, uh, I'm not allowed to travel from uh, my company. So that means also that I have to do everything from, uh, from the Netherlands and, uh, or the vicinity. And uh, to, uh, to Zooming is uh, like you and others are all are doing uh, everywhere. Uh, which has a certain advantages, that's fair, uh, in terms of that I don't have to travel to uh, all these places uh, at any moment. That's, it, it means, uh, it's clear that that uh, saves uh, uh, energy and time. Uh, there, uh, that, uh, there's also more acceptance of doing that all over the planet, that I find also um, like a virtue that we gained uh, um, uh, in that way. 
but uh, say after half a year I, I miss a lot of people Come on, I, and I miss also uh, to simply to exchange in a kind of uh, coincidental manner uh, more that cannot be replaced by uh, by social media and they um, um, it doesn't affect um, say on short term the um, uh, our say our business in the office uh, the coming year is a uh, it's full, uh, one could say. I'm more like uh, that if this would continue uh, like very long, then uh, then say um, probably you will lose clients uh, because there will be more uh, like relationships with local uh, architects or local uh, urbanists than, uh, uh, than needed. So what we did in that way, what happened is... Uh, that we immediately from, say, the, the day in Prague, afterwards, in two days later, we started to enlarge our satellites. So like uh, like the Shenzhen one or the, and the Shanghai one, uh, enlarged our appearance in uh, in Taipei and in uh, in uh, Seoul. Uh, we couldn't open our, because we were too late for that in, uh, in New York, in that case. And actually, a lot of things were, were closed. Uh, we had to close our French one temporarily uh, because of the the complete drop down of uh, of French building activities, and we opened up uh, a Berlin new one uh, to uh, to work on that. So it, it is it's so another way of working, therefore, uh, um, of things that you didn't dare to do also before, namely opening so many branches. Uh, that uh, where you would take that take a long time of discussion before you do that. Now it's uh, it's it's uh, one of the things that you need to do that uh, in order to avoid traveling and to uh, and still have a local presence or, or say presence within that color <laughs> uh, in the stopping light system or the traffic light system of uh, of acceptances uh, over the planet. And that is um, uh, I think that's also nice uh, because uh, that. That that um, is also good that you create also more um, different people are now uh, already in the first say role to uh, to to say that and um, which is also fair that, that you have to listen maybe even more carefully to um, other people in 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 this kind of in, in the satellites to to give that because otherwise you do it a little bit by your own interpretation when you have a meeting so it is not faster. And it's uh, uh, but it's uh, it is uh, another way of dealing with. So that's on the on the business uh, uh, side. Uh, I would like to uh, say I'm happy that in this uh, in these days because some markets dropped, like the French one, uh, in a way. But the Chinese market grew and uh, the Taiwanese market grew and uh, the 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 say the the market in uh, in Korea grew. So there was a that is a then. Yeah, that compensated therefore enormously our activities. But the, uh, having said that, I think also that the com- the competition became stronger between, say, if you call it uh, the Champions League or between many offices uh, that you the list of offices that you know. Uh, this has been uh, uh, that is uh, that's tougher and uh, and uh, interesting. So you're analyzing that also uh, from our side. And personally, uh, I'll ask more about the projects in a second, but um, what, what are you doing? Are you reading more? Are you getting more sleep? Are you eating healthier uh, or the opposite? I mean, I, I also found people working uh, three, four hours a day more because they, you know, they sort of gain back time from traveling or 
being in the train or whatever. So how's it been personally for you? That, um, let me see. Yes, sports. Has been, I do more sports, to be honest, but I have to replace running for the plane. So that's uh, the, uh, uh, I run now uh, more in the countryside or in the city. So that is, uh, that's true, although I did that before already. So that is, that, that's not, has not so much changed. I think uh, working, because we couldn't even work at the office at sort of a while. So I replaced also, yeah, where, what is then your home? You can be, uh, because I have a house in Rotterdam, but, and I do it from there. But I can also replace the house by an apartment in, in Paris or by a house in, um, in the mountains. So, and, and do everything from there. So I, I describe that as a kind of a, a continuous state of artist in residence. That is uh, what I feel the last uh, uh, six uh, months. And uh, which is also nice because uh, at any weird moment you can swim or you can uh, run or hike and, uh, and zoom in between. So there's um, uh, uh, it's another rhythm for sure in that way. And uh, for a time is also pleasant that is... Um, and it's pleasant, I think, because everyone is, has this um, this aspect. And I'm not touched by the, by the disease or my, my relatives and friends are not touched by it, which is, uh, of course, an enormous, uh, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic point in that way. Because, uh, yeah, I also know people that are touched severely by that. And uh, for them, uh, yeah, this is, not, uh, this is not a nice uh, time. So um, um, and they, will, they will speak differently. And, uh, and uh, that for them, I, uh, I, I am in this uh, kind of mode, and maybe also as, as a boss of a company, uh, to behave uh, in a responsible manner. So to keep distance and to, uh, to say that to people and to, uh, to do that in the office. Now we are 40% in the office, I would say. But um, also uh, to, to students and also on the street or also on the terraces. That is... That is um, that's what I still take uh, serious because I uh, I don't want to, to to as a contribution to those that suffered and to to not go back to that uh, situation. Yeah, I think like for for people like me and and, and certainly you, the, the physicality of our experiences and and uh, the coincidence that you mentioned before is like it's obviously like a, it it sort of like puts a hole in us. Uh, I think uh, emotionally for me and and. Particularly when we were in the in the biggest point of the lockdown in Czech Republic, I found myself, you know, walking to the office even though it was empty, just because. Um, well, first of all, I liked to kind of be in the in the mothership uh, when we were under so much pressure, um, but also just needed to kind of feel the city around me, and, and it was really important for me to have that experience every day uh, to, to have some resemblance of, of normalcy. So I really kind of feel that's uh, a lot of people probably feel this way in the city. So many of your projects are about coincidence. Um, I think like the last time we, we spoke... Well, before, before, before that, we go into that, uh, Martin, just to finish it off. I think uh, uh, because we all felt in that days that we are like walking in the, in the most real uh, uh, painting of the Chirico uh, in that way, with, surrounded by emptiness and by uh, nothingness, uh, where every building becomes basically a stage set. Uh, and a spooky stage, stage set that is uh, I find it devastating I think uh, uh, even it could give me some calmness or some reflection but uh, 
the purest reflection is that I love life and I love people and I love cities that are alive and uh, and that I'm not sure if I like the Chirico ever again from uh, from this moment on that I ban his uh, paintings from my house and uh, uh, because uh, no I'm uh, somehow I do hope that we are uh, that in a year from now we can uh, not be hedonistic that I don't say and and yes, learning from this period and uh, encouraging green and encouraging sports and encouraging parks and uh, 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 but in a kind of a vivid way that is uh, for sure that I uh, I hope to uh, uh, to see soon. Yeah, there is this kind of desolation at least where I live, and I live directly in the center of the city. I think you know where I live, um, and and this is a part of the city which is mostly frequented by tourists when. When they're here, well, they're not. They haven't been for a few months. And the kind of height of this pandemic, it was really just like sort of me and the dog and some stuff blowing around on the street and empty shops. And then occasionally you see, you know, one of the drunk guys that are living on the street nearby. And that was sort of it. So, you know, at that time, I even encouraged my wife not to walk the dog at night. So it was, you know, great for her because I, I'm now the dog walker in the family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the desolation really, like, really puts a hole in my in, in me, and I really feel like the, the, I'm such a social animal that I really need this, uh, this this spirit around me that it's hard to replace. True. So, um, what, I, what I think, like, the last time we spoke, you talked about the, the Rotterdam Stairs. I think Stairs to Criterion is the original name, and I was kind of shocked that this is becoming a real project. Is that still happening? Um, because talk about coincidence in the city. This was one of my favorite. Um, coincidences in Rotterdam. Um, what's happening with that project now? To bring this full circle, Vinny spoke at Recite 2017 as one of the keynote speakers, presenting his idea behind the stairs. A seemingly simple intervention with a massive impact. Okay, we make a stair because then it can go up and then you use it as a base for a next city dream. So, oh, can you do that on a place where terrorism is always uh, there and how to protect that? So half of this cost of this thing goes into our contemporary society on safety and all kind of elements that is there. Fair enough, eh? because, but it's also courageous to do it there. I love my mayor. Abu Talib, Moroccan, uh, and he wants to, and he speaks out uh, at any moment that is needed. And in this case, I became a tool for his voice, you can see, and, and to, to dream about that. So what was next was indeed uh, before the opening um, here with Abu Talib, and you see the queues are coming, people are going up. Oh, it's getting nice. Why are people going up? You can wonder. What is it? A stair? A stupid stair? And then it's so busy? What, it is somehow like a symbol of the future. You want to go further. You want to go into the sky. You want to go to this new program, the cinema that could be there. And you want to, uh, you want to of course, look back to, uh, to what the city is doing. You make selfies everywhere by anyone. You have good views. I make selfies myself and then uh, have this kind of views. So what is next, in a way, 
Many people are going to use it. I was surprised. Four weeks or five weeks, and then to have 500,000 people on the stair is, uh, is okay to have and, and, and becomes part of this kind of symbols that we all... Of course, people are going to sell things on that stair. They love to, to be there. Um, I still love the fashion show in that way, where this kind of... Say, Marlies Deckers, who wanted to show this underwear. And in the same moment that she was showing that, Muslimas uh, walked up to have the fantastic combination that Rotterdam is doing. Of course, the hooligans of Feyenoord were part of it. We love to have uh, marriages. People wanted to show their products and make this kind of stairs, and people wanted to make this kind of environment. How can a simple thing activate? I didn't know it myself. This is not predictable, so I cannot guarantee successes in that way. But I was like so happy with our, of course you know her, uh, uh, Miss Huffington, what she was uh, saying about uh, us, that somehow mo most of the underrated cities, eh? Calimero, uh, Rotterdam, that somehow it became um, apparent in this kind of courage, in this courage to do something. And if there's one thing that I would hope to share with you in Prague, this, this gradual, now you have the moment, now your economy is going better, now you get rid of some of the uh, oligarchy that was uh, be, uh, before uh, in your generations, that now somehow just make it. And I think that's what re-site is about, that, to activate that. So what is next? Um, no, it is not happening yet. Um, the owner changed of the building, and I'm, um, the idea is loved by people. Um, in order to activate the idea, um, the plan was on uh, to have in mid-May uh, uh, during the Eurovision uh, contest finals uh, to have uh, a couple of stairs in Rotterdam and not only stairs but also bridges and we had the finance we had all the approvals we had all the uh, so it, 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 it with this fantastic same moment that you could walk from roof to roof uh, like if you would be in Gotham City and then be connected by the uh, to many destinations uh, in the city center and uh, that you can do from this roofs and from this roof walks you could basically uh, celebrate the, the city and that was also the place uh, intended to be the place where the winner of the European uh, contest would, uh, would sing and, would, uh, and uh, where we would party and where we would uh, be together. So it's a bit of a pity. I mean, all, everybody has this kind of stories, what didn't happen during COVID. So this is one of them that is, uh, uh, that's connected to your, uh, to your question. Um, um, so that came to a, I hope, a kind of temporary standstill. The Rotterdam uh, finals will be will be will take place in a year if uh, that is possible, and then the project uh, could uh, could restart, and that would also help them uh, to uh, to try to make uh, permanent connections uh, on uh, the Groot Handelsgebouw, as it's called, and uh, in the district that is uh, surrounding. Uh, it so it is a it, it didn't find in Rotterdam yet it's uh is uh it's say um, fixed situation or permanent situation but uh, uh but there's another say good news and that is that uh, make uh, that Germany continues and that I'm happy that in the in the like in the center of uh, our Mannheim extension the uh, Benjamin Franklin. Uh, city that there in the center uh, these stairs are appearing in uh, some of the high rises that we are uh, building uh, over there 
and we make uh, four high rises uh, at, uh, as an urbanist and um, which uh, form which, uh, uh, four letters h o m e uh, home and uh, uh, that celebrates therefore uh, this uh, collective home finding of the world um, where the holes of these uh, letters are then connected by this uh, the stairs uh, towards the central uh, space that celebrates then this uh, combination. So um, these stairs are high; they are the same height as the ones in Rotterdam. So uh, that uh, that that makes hopefully uh, a beautiful backdrop uh, of um, of that uh, of that plaza of that. Uh, and that uh, will start construction. The first one will start construction in uh, exactly a year from now. So um, that is the that's anyway another place where that uh, can occur. Is attempt to three-dimensionalize our our public space. Yeah, I love this about about this project and other projects that you do. You sort of test the idea, um, you you let it live, and you you try to push it as far into the future as possible when successful. So this one sounds like it's going to live on another project, particularly in Mannheim. That's uh, that's really cool. I think that the idea to what you say is to uh, to use temporary projects like the the the, the Rotterdam stairs was. Uh, for five, six weeks, and uh, then test it out uh, also in terms of popularity and usage. And that, uh, that is then useful to bring it to, a, to, a, to um, say, a more permanent awareness and permanent p- potential. And uh, that's what we, I, that, uh, I learned that also from that uh, stairs. And that is, I think, uh, a technique that can be used by so many uh, architects and urbanists these days now to, uh, to use this kind of... Uh, uh, temporary installations, almost art installations. Speaking of installations, MVRDV, along with the Y Factory, played a central role in this year's European Nomadic Biennale, Manifesta 13 which took place in Marseille, France. They led a pre-Biennale interdisciplinary urban study focused on the southern French city named Le Grand Puzzle. As Vinny put it, the publication shows the urban possibilities and impossibilities of Marseille through conversations, analyses, maps, and ideas, a manifesto of the city, serving as a platform to develop artistic and cultural interventions during the Biennale of 2020. Well, we try to do that, by the way, Martin. Also, in another uh, COVID-touched event in the Manifesta in uh, uh, in Marseille, um, uh, which opened uh, as one of the only uh, biennales uh, last weekend in uh, in Marseille, um, uh, where we uh, basically made an inventory of what the, st- the city would need, because these these things, these temporary installations, as a uh, done by an artist, or done by an architect, or done by a by a, a collective, or or done by an NGO, are um, uh, are actually the best way to make a biennale, I would say. If and they are connected with uh, with agendas, uh, where the the stairs in Rotterdam are connected by the the the, the concept of intensification and use roofs for that, uh, uh, in a way, in uh, in the biennial in Marseille, we could uh, develop. Uh, like a theory, uh, the, the book just came out 
of how to make an agenda for Marseille and what kind of, say, interventions could test out um, maybe uh, other a new kind of policies and therefore directions, the longer longer term directions uh, 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 that could lead to a, uh, to an, to an impact and to a, to a, to urbanism. I would uh, say, and the list uh, of uh, Marseille, this kind of um, this thousand ideas um, done by many people, uh, still continuing, still made made by not only by students but also by different say, NGOs, different say, um, uh, this kind of bottom up ideas um, that touch and uh, this kind of uh, greater agendas. That is visible. Uh, not all are built, or not are built because that was impossible in COVID time. So. But the book is there, the ideas are there, and the new mayor is uh, uh, with, uh, say, the uh, one of the projects, namely the uh, that we talk with many people in the in the city of Marseille, and you have to know that Marseille is a huge puzzle. There, it's uh, the place, the maximum amount of NGOs, much more than in Prague or than in Amsterdam, with uh, uh, which is very active, with 111. Um, mini municipalities in it that is continuing now uh, say under the theory of uh, David van Rijbroek eh, which is I think uh, the genius on uh, in the world on uh, theorizing on bottom-up uh, uh, governance as such and now used also by Macron in his ideas for the climate uh, uh, change and projects that is then applied in, on, a, on an urban level and uh, I think I was very happy that we could do that and that we anyway have some of the exhibitions, have some, have the book, have this starting process, have this collection of uh, of uh, togetherness in uh, even under COVID COVID times uh, as a kind of working method for uh, for for developing cities and using prototypes and uh, and strong visual prototypes also done by artists that can do that or done by certain architects that can do that not all of them are very conceptual but that that is uh, that helps uh, that is that's strengthened there so please read the book that will be uh, and see the ideas of uh, of how you can do that so i'm looking forward to another uh, next step in that process in, B- in, in marseille uh, leading to a post-covid uh, biennale or uh, other biennales to, to test that even more that it would be uh, so active you describe this context of the, the BNL as the ideas within the archipelago of European cities, and this is kind of an archipelago of ideas. I, I like this, that the architect, urbanist, uh, urban planner becomes kind of choreographer of ideas um, for a city. This is a, a really strong point. The idea is that people can kind of, you can test the psychology of people, you can test the economics when they're done on a small scale. I, I, I like this temporary temporal nature yeah, and it, it, sometimes it's a painting, and sometimes it's a photograph or an enlarged photograph, and sometimes it's a kind of decomposition in in, in Marseille, for instance. Of the, uh, we made an app of uh, the um, of all the graffiti. Yeah? I mean, uh, I mean, the whole city of Marseille is basically a canvas, and it has the biggest amount of graffiti in the world, even more than in Detroit, and they. Uh, which is, um, and, uh, but if you facilitate that uh, and see it as a as a as a, an advanced way of communication, and and tolerate and even choreograph um, uh, new uh, paintings over it, new descriptions over it, and 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 categorize that in itself. So that was one of the projects: how to um, mobilize basically in a different way in a 
with limited budgets, but uh, uh, but to stage therefore, uh, yeah, art and interventions. Yeah, it's a pity that you cannot go there now because of Code Rouge. But it's uh, and it's a pity that not everything succeeded, but the idea still is there. Yeah, but it's a way uh, in which you, you even say of, uh, of quote unquote deepening our architectural analysis, right? And you described this in, in copy paste, I think, in 2017 in the book. Uh, the readers um, and listeners out there are familiar with that book. And is this like a, is this kind of a, a new way to test uh, and test people's innovation or innovative ideas for cities? What you're doing at Marseille, and is it, does it relate to the ideas that you developed in copy paste? Um, well, it's not completely copy paste related. It is, uh, uh, in this case, it might be a confusion. Uh, the book of copy-paste was uh, 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 a little about innovation, but to give also space of deepening uh, deepening the knowledge that has been done before, eh? because we are uh, so to accept. I mean, I, I like uh, what Rem has done in certain buildings, and I try to deepen it in certain cases. And that is for more people, and there was a taboo on that. And we uh, theorized that, I think, in copy-paste as a kind of sequence of evolution. The technique of uh, Marseille, uh, say the pars pro toto technique, which I will call is different, and I will describe that later in the new book. Um, uh, to, that is um, that's not only copy-paste, it's, it's like showing that uh, a strong uh, piece can speak out for bigger agendas. Um, like the stairs uh, uh, did, but like some of the already or some of the ideas in Marseille uh, of the students and of artists were so strong uh, that uh, they even if not built, they became like already instrumental uh, as such for urban planning and uh, and activated enormous reactions on uh, let's say in the population and in the government of uh, of um, uh, in, of Marseille. I mean, in the preparation, I. I got two times in travels with a local newspaper uh, and with local politicians uh, at that moment because they were it was a bit contrary to their their working method and to their 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 yeah their policy and they were afraid that that with that kind of uh, installations that would harm their uh, election in their in the in the, the coming time which actually happened because now there's a new kind of government and they. Uh, which is very intriguing, uh, super green, super uh, bottom-up uh, oriented, with a great group of aldermen. Uh, so somehow it, it helped on that level also. You know, in the this podcast is for Resite, and, and in the first year that, that I launched Resite, we had a competition, and the competition was about re- re-envisioning the waterfront in the city of Prague to the riverfront in uh, River Moldova. And there hadn't been such a competition to look at the scale of the city uh, like that. And initially, the, the, the government, the municipality, loved the idea of, kind of uh, creating a design competition for the, for the river. But after like uh, one month of them actually seeing the design brief and that we were going to be collecting hundreds of ideas that they then would have to act on, <laughs> the project suddenly became um, politically potent. And so, you know, very, very soon after, the, the government backed away from supporting this competition. Well, so we, maybe, anyway. Well, no, my Martin, but maybe now you have more freedom. And uh, uh, so that Resite 2.0 uh, can uh, can use that freedom to just propose uh, things that I think is also that you can read in the manifesta uh, manifesto uh, that we did, that uh, that has been made. That uh, there is an incredible liberty, uh, what, uh, 
by proposing and by making that very strongly forward. And uh, putting through, and I think your, I mean, the name Resite is actually about that. So I think uh, the, you your next Resite, even if it's not completely like financed, maybe in the same way, can be maybe like this kind of virtual uh, proposal, the sequence of proposals that could be uh, down there and that could be imagined to be made by uh, by NGOs, by by smaller groups that manifest at that moment uh, a, a change in this case of Prague or uh, in. Uh, uh, I mean, if you make a, a beautiful new virtual model, then and, and put that in, that uh, illustrate that, that uh, that would be wonderful. I'm happy to help on 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 that new map of Prague, eh? uh, this complete re-Prague uh, that you uh, can can see it. It skip the competition of the river and just do it yourself. Yeah, we we can. We we actually did that competition uh, in the first year of Recite back in 2012, and we had 723 entrants and 175. Uh, Ideas came forward, and it was like it was a really fun process, but without the, the support of the government. And I think that's a great way to kind of kick people into action to say, you know, we have these resources, we've got this these aspects of the city that need improvement. And that was the that was the most fun part of the process. Maybe now Recite's job is to is to make our own proposals for the city. Um, that that certainly could be just like in, in Manifesta. The Y Factory's Green Dip digitally reimagines metropolises like New York and Hong Kong and rethinks the typical green space, merging it with the existing urban fabric and transforming concrete jungles into green ones. Think skyscrapers completely covered in plant life, a site that transforms the skyline into a living urban canopy. I think like one of the most interesting things I've heard uh, lately is is um, when you talk about the green dip and, and we, I heard you recently talk about uh, dipping the planet in green much like we would dip our ice cream in chocolate. Um, so many of your projects lately have been kind of draped in green and uh, sort of emanating this this kind of sustainability spirit. Um, and I think one particular project or maybe two are in Taiwan, I'll get to that next, but um, What's what's the deal behind the green dip? Uh, maybe you can tell us a bit about that. There's um, I was uh, um, uh, in, intrigued by many comments that I got by critiques that you cannot put uh, trees on top of buildings. Already uh, a while ago, uh, when we started with uh, Hanover in 2000 uh, with the Dutch Pavilion, uh, I was um, amazed by the beauty of uh, uh, of Stefano Boeri's. Uh, 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 a building in uh, in Milano and in other places, and he is, is part of that campaign. And I thought we should radicalize that uh, by uh, making a basically a software to start with, where all products of uh, green could be uh, could be made for facades, streets, uh, balconies, and uh, uh, and roofs uh, to study the angles and the effectivity of that. Uh, and make this inventory of techniques and technologies and then uh, in, uh, see how effective they are in terms of uh, uh, what they give, uh, how much oxygen they give, 
how much uh, CO2 absorption uh, they uh, uh, they uh, give, how much ventilation they cause, how much cooling they uh, they can uh, can do, um, and how much birds they can create uh, and nestle in that way. So we made this. Uh, that's one. And on the other hand, how much it costs. So because that's uh, in critics, they say it costs uh, a lot of maintenance, which is true. But we, anyway, we have to maintain our lives. And our planet, uh, how much water it costs, or how much it can store, how um, uh, much, uh, say, uh, um, earth it costs, uh, and how much structure it costs, etc. So that we made that uh, script uh, in the Y Factory uh, like a year ago, and then secondly, um, we start to apply that all over the uh, first all of our cities and uh, uh, made films about it that are on the internet and some of them are gorgeous uh, like according to me uh, like uh, the uh, walking in uh, fifth avenue and then in new york and then being completely surrounded by forest uh, i think that replaces the cheery coast bill uh, experience of the last time even in a sublime uh, way and also or the cactuses in uh, in Dubai, uh, the dates uh, coverages of uh, some of these uh, ugly buildings there. So there's a uh, that were beautiful films. And third, we uh, then developed uh, uh, the effect on the planet, how uh, how much that would lead if we would do that in a proper way. Uh, um, one of the conclusions is that it would contribute if we would cover uh, in this way all our cities, which are about three percent of our uh, uh, our. Uh, planet, so not too much. Then we still, but because of the density of doing it, and because to be in the very heart of the of the of where people spill basically, and where they uh, uh, consume much water and energy, there it would um, uh, would give already a, a drop of in total one one point two uh, degrees uh, uh, Celsius uh, over the planet. So, which I find significant in the help of uh, of climate uh, change, and uh, beside all the other effects that were there. So, this book will come out soon and uh, describe that. That software will be then available as is part of the of that book, and it's uh, uh, and the films will be accessible and three dimensionalized even more and lead hopefully to a kind of uh, image. And it is uh, um, it is of course shared with those that are already working on it. In, uh, it's not only MVRDV. It's not, I mean, as I said, also uh, Stefano is working hard on this, and there are a lot of other architects working on uh, covering it with green. But this uh, supports this uh, uh, this yeah not con- this not connected group of people uh, uh, with a kind of uh, theoretical and applicable uh, Bible, and um, uh, that is uh, is what I uh, can contribute to this uh, greenification of the. Of the of the of the world, but I'm happy that I can do it also in the in our work, and it's correct that you see that uh, as we speak uh, happening. Uh, there's a launch of projects uh, under construction uh, and uh, uh, just having one um, um, all over uh, in that way. The two of them um, are somehow recognizable uh, as they are on the con- construction tree of them. I think the depot in Rotterdam, uh, we just planted this forest and um, uh, are testing these effects on this height. We gain knowledge about wind protection and windshields that are built uh, in this building. And uh, I mean, there's a pre-opening of the building the next week. 
but the real opening is in a year from now. Um, and they, uh, so that is uh, the one test ground. The second test ground is uh, the Valley in Amsterdam. A mil- it's a, a three-dimensional mixed-use uh, uh, tower landscape uh, um, in the Zuidas. And uh, where the scripting that we is part of that and that's connected to the green dip has made it possible to uh, to make it feasible, build the mill, uh, to have it combined with our building uh, logics, with light and with, uh, <clears throat> uh, say, with uh, building technologies like uh, steel or, um, uh, or concrete paneling in that way. And that is now you can see the contours already. It's like 80 meter high or 90 meter high now. It will be opened also in a year from now. Um, and with Pete Oudolf there, uh, we developed on that base uh, the, both the water system, the maintenance system, and the planting system of the of these uh, towers. So that's another technique than than, the, than say the vertical planting. It's another technique than bal- balconies. It's basically interconnected uh, terraces with stairs and water loops that make this uh, 120 meter uh, figure uh, applicable. And the third one um, of this green dip uh, experience, I think, is our market hall. Uh, for in Tainan, a uh, city in the southern part of Taiwan, um, where we just have done this uh, pool, uh, which was a test on climatic cooling. And uh, but in the same city, we now make this market uh, open, a market with a roof on top of it. Uh, the market is for uh, for vendors, um, uh, say farmers that are in fruits and in uh, uh, vegetables, so not in fish or in meat. And the products will be also shown uh, and planted on the roof as a collective of all this, uh, say, 500 farmers that are there. Uh, they make this collective farm where you can eat their products more permanently and that they sell them downstairs, you can say. And this landscape on top of the, this roof, this it is a one-hectare building, is uh, uh, with its undulation, with its terraces, uh, with its water systems, uh, with a restaurant where you can eat that food. I think that is... Um, also, like one application of that green dip and deepening uh, the deepening the knowledge about that with uh, in this case uh, the food products that are also part of that green uh, green dip. So that is uh, yeah, I'm very happy to make uh, as we speak this uh, very uh, combination. So I would say that 2020 will be the year of the green dip and uh, uh, <laughs> coinciding with uh, uh, with COVID-19, uh, where, uh, which is also a plea to um, to have it, to that green spaces, public spaces need to, to be made more, uh, not only for social gathering and for keeping distance uh, in a way, but also for compensation, uh, but in the end also for uh, trying to, uh, to use green also for better food, uh, not sure if we should eat meat, and uh, that's also the COVID is learning f- uh, to us. But also to have um, a tests on uh, what green can help uh, against uh, diseases. Uh, so first test in terms of malaria with mosquitoes and green are done, basically by the University of uh, Barcelona. There is a, a beautiful test also on dengue, and that's done in uh, in uh, in Taiwan. Um, also using some of this uh, of the knowledge from the Tainan pools, um, which, for instance, have now lower water because of dengue threats, and uh, um, and to see how that uh, that can react to that. 
and uh, but it needs also to be done into uh, virus distribution or um, uh, spreading, uh, say, or ventilation of the city. That is, uh, and that research has not been done yet very deeply. And that is for, so. Your question for, is therefore also for me like a, a, a yell to uh, that universities will uh, will start to do this kind of researches. Then to that is what we can learn from COVID. Yeah, I particularly, you know, I have to talk more about Taiwan because uh, if I don't, my wife will kill me when I get home. So, um, and, and all of our friends in Taipei and Tainan will want to ask more questions. So the, the building in, in Tainan, uh, I mean, first of all, I'm also in the market business, right? We have food markets as well. Uh, not fresh fruit markets like you designed uh, in Tainan, but, but we understand the context really well. So when you told me a few months ago that uh, you'd love to look at food markets because you, you have different Apologies to study. I love that because the, the, the market itself is is relatively antiquated. The things that happen in markets are, are, are the vibrancy are total, totally essential for cities, but they haven't really been rethought in a long time. So when I saw this project, and particularly in a place that I also love, Taiwan, you know, I, I, was, I was just enamored with it. And, and um, the idea that it's 80,000, is it really 80,000 square meters? The, in total, there will be in the end uh, 10,000 square meter because there is also an extension now going on as a starting point. So the, the, um, it is a, it's also a concept that can continue. So there's a new mayor and, uh, uh, and that wants to already ex- extend it. So we are also faced by, uh, by unexpectedly by, um, even before it's finished by, by a continuation, which is nice. And what happens on the roof? Is this public park, or is it a place to plant crops? It is a it's a it's a basically a farm. So uh, there, it's con- constructed out of terraces uh, that follow the contour lines, and every terrace is another species that uh, will be planted in, and that's uh, managed by the by the cooperative of the of the market people in combination with the agricultural department of uh, of Tainan and Tainan region. And uh, they aim to uh, to test species on uh, artificial grounds. They aim to test uh, co-habitation of species because many of the species that are grown in the Tainan region are uh, like monopolized. Eh? They are like uh, very monotonous. So uh, ananas, uh, say pineapple, are planted in, in huge monotonous areas. Um, bananas uh, in the same way. And it might be better to uh, to get uh, to get mixed uh, circumstances, uh, though, um, uh, and, and and that will be happening on that on that roof, and uh, and then of course they want to attract uh, people to stay longer in the market, and uh, uh, so to go up on the roof uh, to pick fruits, one could say, but also to uh, to have uh, to have dinner in the in the collective restaurant as such. So. Yeah, it's a really neat project, um, and you've done a lot of work in Tainan. So you're working mostly for the and with the city, I, I suppose. You did ta- Tainan Spring. Um, is this project, it's it's open now. I think you came back from there in February. Is that right? For the opening? Yeah, I flew basically from Tainan to uh, to Prague, and uh, they uh, uh, being there for the opening, uh, which uh, I enjoyed a lot. Uh, well, the project is uh, was on a is an abandoned mall. A Chinese uh, department store. We uh, we turned that into a park, uh, keeping the ruins of it. Very complex project, in a way, to uh, 
because of it's uh, in the former part of the sea, so the pressure of water below is enormous. So when you uh, kill a building of uh, ten stories or in certain places twenty stories, then you uh, uh, you immediately have to put the weight. Uh, you have to keep the same weight because of the of the of the, the pressure below. So we use the debris and uh, parts of the structure to compensate the, this. Uh, this pressure below and the water is also adding uh, some kind of weight to that that we put it in so you can swim i would say in a ruin uh, uh, and uh, uh, as a one um, uh, part of the study is that uh, because of the enormous heat in the southern part of uh, taiwan so in, in tainan especially it's so warm because they lack plantations uh, in the city it's uh, it's super stone um, so the combination of water uh, in this uh, beach construction that we made on the bottom of this uh, of this ruin is uh, combined uh, with fog and with uh, uh, with vegetation to keep uh, the cooling that comes out of the water and uh, and the fog and um, it has turned uh, into a tremendous usage in this five months. Um, you can just witness and look on the, on the internet how kids and people are, are looking at it and how they stay there. Now you have finally a place in a hot climate where you want to stay and where it's so cool uh, in physical terms that you want to hang out and have. A, and it's a free place. You can have picnics. You can have a tea. Uh, you can swim in the water. It is. Uh, the, I, I'm very proud on the on the say the technology we used for the for the, the concrete like or pebble beach i mean it's so soft uh, that you can walk uh, uh, with naked feet uh, in a public space now that is a uh, um it, you see children now playing in it and yet yes now the first say fathers and mothers are also going to swim in it which is a cha- cultural change you know the place a little bit and asia is a uh, is not like denmark where you jump into a, a pool uh, in your swimming gear. Uh, cultural habits uh, are uh, different in that way, but now there is a kind of this, it gradually turns into that. So it becomes from a literal, uh, say, physical cool place into a, also a psychological cool place. And that is, a, uh, I'm very happy for about that. It's re- there's really a place where you cheer up and where architecture somehow makes sense. And, uh, and, um, uh, and it becomes an instrument um, that we can now apply on more places again, like uh, like you say in the green dip, you uh, you can start it or in the stairs you test something and then it can be applied more. Uh, in this case, the cooling machine we uh, we propose also for a site in the in Germany uh, to extend the knowledge of cooling and urban cooling uh, with vegetation, uh, with ventilation, and with the water systems and with material um, in a systematic way. Uh, I hope to announce that soon and to, to show that soon that that, uh, that, that instrument uh, can be extended and can be systemized and can turn into a, a systematic laboratory of uh, uh, where to test what, what species will help to cool, what combination of materials, say uh, concrete or terracotta, um, uh, with certain species will do and what how much fog I need. or how, So this kind of sequence of channels because actually it's kind of a ventilation system, clearly, like you normally use in uh, in in your house. That is uh, that is applied in a three-dimensional manner uh, in this proposal, and that will come out soon. Yeah, you, you've changed the shopping mall basement into a sort of uh, swimming pool 
worked in the city and, and I want to relate it a little bit to what we're going through now. We, we're seeing like cities like New York, my hometown, uh, people are saying every day on social media or in, in the papers, um, like New York is gone, it will never come back. And, you know, people have left the city for the suburbs again or for the countryside. And I, I think, well, while I don't think that's totally going to be a long-term trend, I think what it's exposed is that we haven't really built a city for um, uh, for ourselves and for the future or a place that we really want to live. Places like this in Tainan kind of provide a, a respite, a place to relax, a place to dip your feet with your parents. Um, in the center of the city, they give you a space to breathe and they give the city a space to breathe, which I think you know, places like New York still have kind of struggled to do, even though we've made huge uh, progress uh, since the 90s on this. It's, uh, it's still really not the place um, that people maybe want to stay and live. So this kind of moment has given us the chance to restart that uh, process and restart the way we think about public spaces, turning shopping malls into, into swimming pools. Good way to start it <laughs> with uh, with the current uh, say usage of uh, shops. Uh, this is the it's uh, I think easy to apply in many places. So take it. Uh, you can take the idea and bring it further in your uh, in your work. Also, please do it. <laughs> we will. Um, and there's one more I, I thought about talking about because there's obviously criticism on these projects, right? And and so one of them um, is uh, you had a proposal for Gazprom and and the idea to, to to make a kind of sustainable headquarters for a kind of gas giants or even putting swimming pools in, in the center of uh, shopping malls and, or derelict shopping malls come with a certain level of criticism and, and like how do you deal with that as an architect? Yeah, that's, uh, um, uh, I think it's uh, maybe one of the most, maybe one of the keys, key elements in anybody life uh, to how to make constructive criticism and to see evolution of uh, of your work of your of the world of the planet of the city uh, in any job your innovation is needed to catch up with the speed of the decay of the planet so there's a uh, that is in uh, I, that counts for everybody for me personally, yes, I, I don't want to uh, refrain from that. And that is uh, maybe there, there are lots of architects that do that. Not all of them do, do that. There is also many offices that are so corporate that they are so connected with the service industry and are so afraid of their jobs uh, that they refrain from that critical component or that they leave that within a very limited amount of uh, space. And I can understand that, but I think it's a pity that we, uh, uh, that we don't use our collective power to uh, make that planet uh, better. That's a very edgy activity uh, in that way because you surpass uh, yeah, vulnerable um, zones, especially in certain countries, I would say. And... Um, uh, it is easier to speak out maybe in uh, in Denmark uh, than in uh, or in the Netherlands than in uh, say places which have a very strong uh, and less uh, democratic character and uh, they um, uh, where these kind of voices can be easily put into prison or being poisoned. 
so there's a there's a, and, that, and and people are afraid of that. I understand. So um, uh, and then yeah, I, sometimes you come into circumstances that you can do maybe a difference, can make the difference, and I I I hope that our work somehow can uh, can do that because I do believe that uh, we need a world where uh, I mean. In the end, everybody is uh, every all frontiers are open, and uh, where in the end uh, there's complete and beautiful freedom and uh, and uh, liberty and uh, democracy in that way. So you hope to contribute in that way to that kind of uh, elements. So you can already hear from me that, that when we get projects that we try to discuss that and uh, internally, what can you achieve and uh, and what some some people say you should refuse certain commissions. Uh, to work on and um, and but we are I'm not personally in the position that my refusal will will say something in that way I think uh, if you are on the level of a presidentship maybe then of a bigger country then you could do that I think Merkel is uh, showing that in uh, in her way and Trump in another way so there's a, a but as an architect uh, uh, the sometimes it's uh, it's better to um, to work on it and to try to make the difference and to enlarge that uh, as such. And um, say, I, I think some of our uh, designs in Asia show that we try to achieve certain kind of liberty in our planning, uh, liberty that didn't exist uh, under the circumstances. And then you find a way to, to deal with that. I think the, the Tainan pool uh, is also edgy in that terms because it, uh, you get a question in such a culture why do you plead for nudity or for um, uh, so, which is not what what is culturally acceptable in that way? I don't plead for nudity. I plead for in this case cooling, and maybe in the end for a kind of for an update of our. Um, in, in that way, nudity is almost a symbol of openness. In the end, <laughs> you're, when you're when you're naked, then you have nothing to lose anymore. So there's a uh, maybe it's quite symbolic actually. And now I think about it to um, to uh, for that project. So you, it is uh, uh, somehow uh, trying to raise that point. Uh, it's very political, uh, but I know that that urbanism is per definition political because you talk about the city in that way. Architecture facilitates urbanism. Um, we facilitate, uh, therefore, also the politics of uh, of cities and of countries. And you you have to do. Uh, uh, you have to say or to what you can do that in order to create this uh, perspective on the longer term. So some of these projects are about that. That's uh, very true. I think the Gazprom's uh, 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 proposal um, and also collaboration, but maybe also because it's a proposal, but you, you with more stage uh, competition where uh, where you collaborate also with, uh, with the staff of Gazprom in this case uh, to imagine uh, what the future can uh, be. As Vinny put it, MVRDV entered the competition after considerable debate and internal discussions over the merits of working with a client that is a heavy polluter, ultimately deciding to uphold their dedication to sustainable design. Just a message from our sponsor at WeWork, who have been kind in providing space, support, and plenty of coffee during our recorded interviews. 
We recorded at WeWork's office in the heart of Prague. WeWork is a co-working office provider on a mission to redefine and reimagine how we work, connect, and live. With over 500 locations worldwide, they've created well-designed work environments ideal for startups and well-established enterprises alike. They're, in this case, their headquarters uh, as such. So uh, we openly discussed uh, and we decided to openly discuss also openly to enter this uh, this collaboration uh, by proposing uh, like a headquarter that uh, could uh, be uh, in itself uh, uh, find another way of dealing, thinking about energy by um, by using completely covered solar new solar system that would uh, uh, which is a very beautiful solar system by the way which is equipped for the north. Also, not only uh, because it's easy to do it maybe in in the desert, but uh, how can you do that also in northern countries? Is what it uh, what it developed in as such. <clears throat> it was uh, <clears throat> we we compare that also to uh, to say the greenwashing uh, component, that, uh, which can be negative, but on the other hand is like also mm, if you do it publicly and also see the and and, and calculate what what can be done. And can also enlarge your perspective as an energy providing company. <clears throat> like you see that also in more happening more places now, and eh? like Total or BP are also more like already dealing with windmills and with uh, <coughs> with PV cells and then and making them. So to to prepare for the future, to prepare for the future market is also uh, what was um, uh, shown in this project <coughs> and discussed with them. Sorry, and it, uh, with them uh, while working on it. To, uh, to deal also with uh, a fully wooden structure uh, was also an aspect of that, uh, to avoid concrete, uh, which is basically a monster in terms of uh, CO2 uh, production and, and to reduce for that was uh, part of the design uh, to, to, make that, uh, to uh, make that doable and to um, immediately make also uh, new forests. Uh, the good thing is that they own much ground uh, and, and uh, forest... Uh, 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 reforestification uh, was part of this plan to uh, uh, end of the message to do that. And last but not least, uh, the building is uh, uh, is on top of a, a very historical place in uh, Petersburg. It is uh, where um, so we didn't want to touch the say the graves of the of the past. So we we float the building is floating. Uh, it's uh, lifted for about 18 meters uh, and that causes um, almost like a uh, in, in between we plant uh, this kind of birch trees and pine trees uh, in between the ruins of the past and that makes uh, basically like uh, the biggest say tree uh, hut uh, in the world uh, in that way and they that gives also a sheltered climate um uh, against the winds uh, uh, and for against the snow in certain cases, uh, so that uh, uh, also more permanent leafed uh, trees could uh, could still uh, produce uh, sufficient energy and heat uh, in the winter uh, as such. Uh, so this three this combination this threefold uh, enterprise is what you uh, celebrate, and um, so it, it entered uh, the. For the first moment, uh, they um, chose in another winner uh, at the moment. Um, but it's nice to see that due to COVID, uh, there's a discussion going on 
in a re-evaluation going on what is the best uh, both internally for the company as well for the city uh, uh, to um, uh, on this project so um, oh, yeah that's nice to see at this very moment that there is a that that uh, the committee takes time to uh, reevaluate uh, the value and worth of the of this uh, enterprise so here with a project that comes out of criticism you can tell can lead uh, therefore maybe to productivity and uh, to a small change of uh, uh, um, so this is what architects could do is what this project show. Yeah, there's a, it's a, obviously a provocation, but that's sort of you know I, I shouldn't say silent because the act of doing such a building is, is uh, it's quite a massive impact on people's psychology and how they view uh, the company, how they view the city, and so I think it's it's not such a silent provocation, but the the idea of using architecture to provoke us to think a little bit harder about how we how we build. Um, yeah, we, we should encourage all of our architecture friends to do this. Uh, and I'm happy to hear that there's a reevaluation on, on the committee. That's, that's great to know. Uh, we personally like the building. It's, uh, I love the building. And what you don't talk about, of course, is the, is the sort of psychological effect of timber. I love to be in a building um, which has a lot of wood because it's sort of a calming effect. Uh, I personally hate cabins, but I, but I do like wood in, in, in the city because it sort of softens um, the way in which you feel in the city. I, I like that a lot, particularly in a place where you work. Well, the area your perspective showed that, and I think that uh, the HR department of the of the company appreciated that um, very, very, very much. And also the, the when they check with all the employees, and, uh, yeah, you can see that that they have the same feeling as you. That uh, it's not a cabin, but it's a it's a super soft uh, environment that you create and a very um, human friendly and uh, healthier environment. It's clear that a wooden uh, say office or uh, working environment breathes and uh, is uh, is more ventilated. is uh, It has a fluctuality in humidity, and uh, those are aspects that. Uh, that that help our health and uh, when st- especially when you have to stay for 10 hours a day in uh, in an environment so this is uh, was part of their observation and also reasoning to uh, to go along with our uh, with our propos- uh, proposal so it it's uh, I, I mean just a word about provocation because uh, uh, provocation is a word that is very different in many languages and many cultures um, what you mean is basically uh, that uh, provocation is a good thing it's like uh, it's like positive uh, there are uh, societies that see the word provocation as negative and uh, very biting and is a uh, very dangerous as such the so we have to find a culture uh, where provocation is a help towards the future and uh, uh, to make it very explicit to enlarge it uh, to, to have this kind of uh, momentum that you can see it and understand it uh, and which causes not only a wow factor but also like a shock factor that is a uh, uh, that is what you sometimes can do and uh, then the provocative touch will uh, will be uh, will get this kind of double meaning that I just uh, discussed. Uh, is it negative or positive? But it's it's it, the shock issue is uh, um, it creates an awareness and uh, and a discussion, and uh, that's what this uh, is aiming for. I I, I liked to deepen your uh, uh, your wording uh, in a way for the listeners to uh, <laughs> to understand this doubleness. No, it's really important to understand the difference in, in the way that the societies in which we 
approach provocation. That's a it's a really nice add. Um, what I said. So thanks for thanks for clarifying it for every listener. We've been talking uh, almost an hour, so I expect that you probably have other things to do. Um, <laughs> You have a very American way of saying uh, so. It is. Uh, well, I would speak for another two hours if I could, but really, <laughs> but really I think um, you, you probably your time is valuable, sir. So, um, is there something else? Let me let me ask you in this way, which is also another American way to do it. Um, is there something else you want to add? No, 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 no. I think I mean I appreciate this conversation. Uh, maybe I talk uh, too much. I talk too long, and your questions. Uh, but that's uh, the character of your questions. Uh, and I think the expectation of the listeners, uh, the, the width of the listeners, uh, I thought it was needed uh, to widen it and to make it as uh, as clear as possible. That uh, that that, uh, that I I hope you appreciated that uh, our conversation. Yeah, I personally really appreciate it, and I appreciate um, listening to you speak because uh, whenever I I listen to you speak, uh, well, particularly in a more academic or a conference setting, it's uh, it's with visuals, right? We are able to see the architecture that you're explaining and for me and the listeners um, probably at home um, you're verbalizing design and that's, a, that's also a tough thing to do so yeah we really appreciate you talking through that and telling us about uh, you know the, the, the conversation on provoc uh, provocation was was interesting for me nudity in Tainan was, uh, was also nice um, I wanted to add to that because like um, the, 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 the idea of being nude in a public space or or stripped down is, is, you know, we can't be more real with each other. And I think that's a really important thing to, to know when you're in the public bath in, in Iceland, um, you know, it's just you in the water and everybody else and everyone's sort of equal in that environment. So these spaces have a way of uh, really democratizing um, the city. So we really appreciate the conversation. It's like uh, the 60s images of a super studio or the green parties in Europe, the, the posters they made, <laughs> maybe comes alive uh, after uh, after 60 years. That is uh, <laughs> that's what uh, what we are uh, what are uh, are seeing together. I think it's very smart that you do the to do that, that you make podcasts because it's a, a, a super good medium to listen for a longer time when you while you're in your car or in your uh, <laughs> or in your bathtub. So I, I do hope that uh, that that you extend this uh, that that your system. Yeah, multiplies and that it uh, finds a, a, a kind of uh, recite 3.0 everywhere in that case. So um, please go on. Yeah, thank you so much. I think this is the, the beginning of what's next, you know, the last conversation we had. So I think the next time we talk, it'll be, uh, it'll be dig deeper into that question of what's next for, for you and also for us. Okay, we'll do that, man. This podcast is brought to you by Recite, the global nonprofit connecting people and ideas to improve the urban environment. It was recorded at the WeWork offices in Prague with support from the city of Prague. You can find more talks, stories, and podcasts at recite.org or become involved with the Recite community through our various social channels. All links and info you need can be found in this show's description. This podcast was produced by myself, Alexandra Siebenthal, with support from Martin Berry, Radhika Andrzejkova, Elizabeth Mills and Elizabeth Novacek and edited by Little Big Studio.